Bonjour, c'est le bouton. Today we're going to talk about X-Men Legacy, and I have B and Jackie with me, and they're going to help us hash all this stuff out. So, yeah, good times. <laughs> Pray for us. <laughs> yeah. We have to talk about the thing that nobody wants to talk about. Yes, we will talk about the thing. Today we Not are breaking that rule. For a thing, but the thing <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about. Yeah. All right, so B, let us know what issues you've got, and we'll start from there. Well, I have issues 219 through 225, and basically the book starts when, I don't know, there's a lot of, like, juggernaut stuff going on that I didn't really, that I kind of skipped through, so, <laughs> um, oops, and he's with Xavier, juggernaut, and then, um, they're fighting. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't they care. Always... <laughs> and think... do you like know why? They... I think I yeah. Xavier was like on this whole fix all my mistakes marathon. He was oh. going back and yeah, trying to rectify his mistakes, which is why he he helps Rogue in this. Right. Because mm. he promised he would help her with her powers and, like, basically never does. Wow. <laughs> like, you never even see him try her at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think in one of the Rogue minis, there was some something they were trying, but it, yeah. I think Emma, you know, helped Rogue more oh, than Emma. <laughs> Xavier did. That, that is saying something, too, because. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> right. That was some rough help. Yeah. That's hilarious. But yeah, and then Gambit's in these issues, um, not so much in the 219, but I think he pops in at like 220. Uh, him and Xavier are... Is this when they're in Australia? Like, they, they've met... So Gambit and Xavier are meeting, and I don't know what they're talking about, but <laughs> but he's he's on this mission. Yeah, like he wants to go find Rogue, and he's like telling Gambit, you know, I need you to be there for my, you know, be my guide and bodyguard. And he's like, yeah, you're really just using me to get like get Rogue to talk to you. Yeah, huh. this is after um. Uh, messiah uh, yeah messiah complex remember she comes out of her coma and she's not don't follow me yeah right she's like if you if you really still care you know don't follow me or leave me alone and he's respecting her wishes up until xavier you know gets up in the mix (laughs) right (laughs) and he was skeptical even in these issues he's kind of like reluctant um, yeah, because he wants to honor her wish, but you know Xavier always gets what he wants. So, well, if anybody is like known for not respecting people's wishes, it's totally <laughs> Charles yeah. Xavier. So, oh. absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, he has at least good intentions. He's trying to follow through on something he promised. You know, like what a decade or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which I don't know how that Better. translates in comic time. Like, do you divide by two? <laughs> Better late than never, I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. So what are the big plots in these issues? Like, what does it all come down to? We're going to need Jackie to answer that because <laughs> I got blinded by rage. Because she studied. <laughs> and she studied. Uh, I definitely am a straight-A nerd here, so studying is, like, fucking... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, she's she's gone back to the Outback, which is where they were stationed, like, way, way back in, like, Uncanny... Well, it was before before the Muir Island saga. Like, it was was that eighties? Yeah. Yes, this is back okay. in like the Claremont era, the eighties, yeah. when it was like her and Psylocke and Colossus and Havoc, and I can't even remember who was all there. This was when she had like Carol Danvers in her head, and she kept taking over when she, you know, she just oh. flipping into her body. Gotcha. Okay. That's when they were in the outback. And then there was this whole thing with this called the Siege Perilous, which they all ended up going into. And I, I don't, it's some kind of a gateway and it like judges your moral character and then spits you back out. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how that works. But so <laughs> when she gets spit back out, she's separated from Carol Danvers, but like it's, they don't, there's not enough body for them to share. Like both of their minds. Do you remember that when she's like all gross and? Oh, I remember the art. I don't really remember the, uh, you know, the guts of what was happening. But yeah, basically that was the whole Savage Land Rogue situation, which mm. does kind of take us back into where we're at now with this whole, because like that's when she met Magneto and they had their kind of like nothing actually happened, but there was like a flirtation and everybody. Yeah, she... Under the Sun is obsessed with Savage Land Rogue in her outfits. Well. Right. I mean, I mean, I get it, but, you know. So I basically blame that for this whole thing happening. <laughs> but yeah, so she's gone back to the Outback because I think that's like, she's going back to the beginning, maybe, kind of? of yeah, she, she does, seems like, in in this whole arc that, I, that I've got, she goes through a lot of her trauma. And I'm not really yeah. sure... What's having her go through it? She's reliving all like, like these crazy memories, like when she leaves Gambit in Antarctica, and and that is the base of my anger about this whole what Mike Curry ends up, you know, doing with yeah. with this. So yeah. Because he read that issue. You know for a fact he did because it's in here. Oh, yeah. He, well, he, he re- yeah, clearly he... knows her history because he's got all these chunks of her well, history. He knows, he knows her history. He just didn't care. And he yeah, thought he I could he thought he could find a way to justify it is, is, I guess, you know. And there was like three people out there that, that like were rooting for it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do, I do like savor the fact that when they did that poll on CBR, um, like nobody wanted that. <laughs> they were like two or three people. <laughs> two, yeah, two or three people. Oh, disturbed. But so, 
Yeah, he. What it ends up being is danger. The danger room is a sentient being and is there with Rogue and is trying to help her by like taking her through her trauma and help her realize like what has caused her to not have control of her powers. It's a little bit, a little bit out there. Do you remember this whole thing where where well, it danger is like, like? It sounds a lot like um, what Kelly did. Yeah, it is a lot. It is. Well, I think I kind of understand after re reading this arc. Um, or I'm sorry, hold on. Looking at the pictures of this arc, <laughs> <laughs> let me rephrase that. I'm not judging uh, you. I do the same. <laughs> uh, you know, I now it it kind of clicked, kind of understanding where Kelly went with that because at least she made it really clear that revisiting and talking through therapy, which was very clever, you know, uh, way to confront their, their, whew, their heavy ass baggage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I still love that line, you know, that, that he's, that he doesn't have super, what does he say to her in, in that series? Oh Yeah. And I ain't got no superpowers or something like that. That was a good, that was a good uh, line. Kelly did a really good job dealing with all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of basically what, what Carrie's doing in here is she's going through all these past traumas. I'm going to share with you guys a picture, which obviously the listeners can't see. But, but I think, um, but it's, it's really cringeworthy, if it ever sends. It's him. It's Magneto and uh, wearing that little white cloth thing. Ooh, oh, no. yeah, I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> oh. yeah. And she's like hugging his leg. Uh, it's not that way. I think no. that's like an... And that is a callback to Savage Land. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is the outfit I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't like that one? I don't care for that one. Oh, I thought it was really well done in this one, but I mean, it's it's Harley doesn't like anything. It's okay. This is true. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, I yeah. should remember that. Remember? Yeah, remember. It's not one of no. her best ones, though. I'm with you, though. I, yeah. I I like it. No, it's not her worst by far. That's yeah. <laughs> Well, I hope you do the fashion episode you were talking about next time with, um, was it? Yeah. Yeah, next week is going to be Sarah. Sarah, that's right. Yep. Nice. So we'll talk about all the beautiful fashions that they have sported. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I saw that but... link. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. But I was going to say, I do remember um, Legacy. Like, er, not Legacy. I just went blank. Uh oh, that happens to me a lot. Danger, That's sorry, danger, danger, danger. Well, you I remember, remember... X Factor? Probably. No, I do remember she was around. You know, this time. Okay, you do. I do remember because when she showed up in X Factor, I was like, "Oh, that's cool," because I remembered her from this time. I, so the she's the one that helped. 
Yeah. And I think the big key between what Kelly did and what Carrie did, like they both were pretty thorough as far as like they both really covered her background thoroughly. The big difference here was that Rogue doesn't do anything. It's basically just Xavier and Danger that go in and fix her. And right. she can't go back and fix herself later when because it's like they put up a little block. Yeah. Well, she, I think she they went and like tore down a bunch of partitions or something in her mind. They explain it, but it's all, you know, woo-woo stuff. <laughs> and I kind of like in that issue, like Gambit kind of he's he's really sitting back and like not pressing any issues. She even asks where he is and they're like, "Oh, he's outside. He didn't want to influence your decision." You know, about whether or not to fix, try to fix her powers or not. Because, hmm. like, this Gambit is the... You have, like, we have, you have to kind of remember at this point, he had been gone. This is after the Milligan run, and he took on the Death Persona, then he left. Then he joined the Marauders, and is working for Sinister. And, like, basically, <laughs> this they had only seen each other when she woke up from her coma. Yeah. Hmm. And the last time she'd seen him, he'd tried to kill her. So they have some things going on. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I know it's not funny, but um, yeah, they've been through quite a bit. I remember thinking when, when they did the wedding issue, I think she says we've been through, one of them says we've been through hell and back or something. And I was like, why would you mention hell in your in your uh, vows I mean and, it's accurate but yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's true it's and, uh, pretty true it, so I have to admit like they really at, at first it really wasn't didn't sit well with me the the whole you know how the things that they said when they got married but it really does kind of ring true no matter what especially the, the I'll always find my way back mm-hmm yeah, it's very unique to them, and it's not what you would traditionally say for wedding vows. <laughs> but but are they are it, they traditional? Like, come on. No. <laughs> well, that and I love that as a doorway to like. It doesn't matter what they do to these two down the road. She says, you know, she says she's always going to find her way back. So like, mm-hmm. there's always a possibility, no matter what horrible writer comes along and screws us up, Ugh. that they can bring them back. For sure. I mean, if we could get past what we're discussing today, you can get past any. Right. Indeed. All right. So let's continue. <laughs> so, like, these issues are like, these are great. And this is, oh, after all that horrible crap with death and him being a marauder, like, they're back. She, you know, she recovers. She, she kisses him. It's fine. Like, they, there's a whole like standing in front of the sunset and you're like, okay, this is going to be great. Yeah. (laughs) And then, (laughs) so then, yeah, they go join the rest of the X-Men and uh, then they just don't do anything with these two hardly at all. Yeah. Well, he had other plans. I was going to say, and then the fantasy story. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that he does this whole setup and then, you don't really see them working anything out, talking about what happened. 
you see like Gambit struggling with his persona still kind of not being gone. And she, I kind of, it kind of made me angry though, that Rogue knows he's dealing with this and you never see her do anything. She tells him he should go get help, but she doesn't offer to help him or, you know, do anything. (laughs) Good luck with that sugar. (laughs) At all about it. Like, oh yeah, you really need to get, talk to somebody. (laughs) Like, okay you really should go now see it did. <laughs> we did get that really awesome scene from this era where remember she's taken on the cuckoo's power oh yeah <laughs> and she accidentally like projects her memories oh, yeah. of them to yeah. the whole uh group of x-men that are there mm-hmm. it's on utopia right i think yeah this yeah, is yeah. Utopia. Mm-hmm. and that was pretty- <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> I, I like I, I like i was gonna say the draft that they submitted yes. but that was too risque so they had to <laughs> i mean i guess it kind of was but... i guess i mean it's just her back but i'm just like yeah. oh but man I'm that like, would have been sweet yeah but and then i'm like okay mr miss x uh yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean that's well so oh what? you're this talking about particularly all of it <laughs> all of it <laughs> all of it it's come a long ways jackie has like, a great point yeah mm-hmm. how many years it's been less than 10 because what was this 2008 9 ish or maybe 10 because like this ran for freaking ever yeah yeah this was a was it a one one book a month um i think it was a monthly and see i wasn't keeping up with it when it was coming out so yeah, I've gone back and read because I've been pissed off about the death persona thing and just I just noped out for like <laughs> a good while. Yeah, and you know what? I'm looking at this trade paperback and it looks like it was copyrighted 2008-2009. These okay. issues. Mm-hmm. So then I think it ended like 2012 maybe? Does that sound right? Yeah, that does sound right. It would probably make it's not that long ago so i guess yeah i mean it's been almost 10 years <laughs> yeah oh like a year marvel time right all this crap goes down in you know just a month or two for them yeah that's ridiculous i do have the age of x trade which is pretty great that's from this whole era oh is and that when is- it's actually Yes, this is when she is like everybody's a different like different character. They have, some of them yeah. have different code names, different costumes. Gambit has and a yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everybody calls her Reaper. Yeah, and she's got the really cool like cape and hood. That yeah. was a clay man art. Yes, and I will slobber over clay man art all day long. <laughs> Seriously, Same. I'm thinking about getting this Batman Catwoman book when it comes out just for that. I have problems. No. no. <laughs> you just have good taste but in art. That's okay. Maybe. I don't know. Some would disagree. But like this story just in and of itself in a nutshell is really it's kind of got some great Rogan Gambit moments in it. And it, Gambit's got that really cool outfit too. And I guess um, Clayman said he was inspired by Snake Eyes. Like it's basically Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe's. I could totally see that. 
I don't remember G.I. Joe that well, but I will take your word for it. That was my <laughs> brother's whole deal, but mm. I like this one on Gambit at least. I actually like yeah, both of them. Cool. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like even in this alternate reality where they don't know each other, he goes and just sees her fighting, you know, like I think everybody had turned against her and was attacking her and he goes out and saves her from dust and yeah, he doesn't even he's like, I don't even know why I just saw you fighting and knew what side I wanted to be on. But this is the one where they they climb up the big tower and they're trying to figure out um, what's in the like this mystery room in the middle of this whole like they're kind of like in this fake reality and in this uh, it's not like a castle just like a big building i guess and is that right before they shoot up the yeah and she kisses him yeah for mm-hmm. she says for luck so right <laughs> yeah <laughs> And well, this is yeah, the one they're where like he has the the gun, and he is like shooting charged. Mm-hmm. And there's also a few times where they like just know how to communicate what they want. So I think they're being held like at gunpoint or something. By I want to say it's it's one of the alternate personalities. I think Moira, but it's not really Moira. It's a long story, but like he says something, and she ducks out of the way, and he's able to like shoot her, and like there's. It just kind of shows that like there's some connection between them, even though they don't even remember each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're always connected. <laughs> always. That's been like the big thing with as a Gambit and Rogue fan. Why you kind of always held on? It's because despite whatever you know lengths they've gone through, you know whether together or apart, they always have that connection and. Um, but that's kind of the uh, the downside is she's always had a bit of that history with Magneto as well. And that pisses me off because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, you know, obviously Age of Apocalypse, that's when they really ran with that whole thing. And that's when I noped out of comics. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. little, little me couldn't even understand it was an alternate universe. Like I like until I was. You know, years later, I finally understood what was happening. But when I read oh, the book, really? I, I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't grasp what, what, that it was an alternate universe. I was just kind of like, well, if this is the direction they're going with, fuck this. And I was like, yeah. I'm, out. <laughs> I'm with you because, like, I had no idea it was supposed to be temporary. It was just like, oh, they just, because you have the whole, they like, kiss before the crystal wave comes, and then that's where it just leaves you on a cliffhanger. And then yep. you're just like, what the hell is all this crap? Yeah. I, I, my little, my little t- 10, 12, I don't know how old I was. I was probably a little older than that. My, I just didn't understand it. I was like, okay. And then I was like, yeah, I can't read this. No, no way. She's married to him. They have a kid. I was like, oh, this is no. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I think, was so upset. Was it Sarah who made, she makes a good point, And this is one of the things that really I don't like about this pairing in general. It's, like, not just the age, but the age is a big factor. Like, he's old enough for her to be one of his kids. Like, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Polaris are her age. So he's basically her grandfather, even if he's been de-aged at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, those people are her peers. 
And another thing is he's always been in a position of power over her. He is at the level of Xavier. He actually calls her child mm. <laughs> in a few places. And I'm just like, mm. bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm just like, you don't hook up with somebody that you refer to as child. I'm sorry. That's just nasty. It it is. Oh. And and I think his daughter might be older than Rogue. But um or oh, whatever And Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, they've been their kids and not been their kids, but whatever. As far as I'm concerned, they're Magneto's kids. Yeah, and they're mutants. Sometimes. It No. Yeah. They are. <laughs> it comes and goes, but I feel like it should be the case. But so yeah, that those two factors alone, because like in AOA, Mystique brings her as a teenage girl to drop off with him. And I'm just like she's getting with him this is so inappropriate like <laughs> like you don't te- like it yeah no <laughs> and and the only reason that she ends up with him is because like he's the only one that can touch her so <laughs> she's like well yeah. what are my options <laughs> well this and i think she's infatuated with him which is again kind of gross yeah. i get that it's like her tr- like yes she is making the choice nobody's forcing her hand but at the same time he is in that position of power over her she is infatuated with him she doesn't have a good point of reference on any of that and uh, yet her options are pretty limited and he's helping her with her powers quote unquote but yeah to his own end wait does she ever even touch her child she can't touch her child but she can touch magneto somehow because she has absorbed polaris's powers and so since they both have the powers of magnetism um somehow that works and also that grosses me out too because if she absorbed polaris that's his kid also right yeah it's kind of like you're dating your own daughter i don't know yeah so so that whole thing blah 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 yeah Mm. so for you three fans (laughs) <laughs> y'all need to like seek some help chances are they are <laughs> totally not listening to this <laughs> no they don't care about these two the main these two but I think it all started with that Savage Land rogue issue and that was like you went from the rogue that was kind of thin young short hair always really covered up and really you know pushing people away to the rogue that was definitely there to be eye candy in the Savage Land, like, mm. and people, I think it was just kind of a gross, like, thing for some people. Where, it was yeah, for the teenage Magneto boys. And- yeah. Ugh. It was. Or it was. <laughs> old guys that want to be Magneto. Ugh. <laughs> Awkward. So, yeah, yeah. I blame Savage Land Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's where it all that's where it all began, obviously. But yeah, the the age, you know, factor is like you said. It you know, I don't care how many ways people try to justify the whole he's de-aged. I I think you're absolutely right. You know, there's there's an obvious age difference. I and it, it's just wrong. And, and and let's get into the other reasons why it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, no matter what. What was it even that that happened? Uh, She keeps Legacy's memories and Legacy was in love with... Okay, and I don't buy that because I've read this whole... It came out of nowhere because Age of X, he's the commander 
and he's her boss, but you, you never see her express any like really romantic interest in him. But she was supposed to have been in love with him. Right. And that's what she says when she comes out of the whole thing. So it's like, yeah, a person could say that they were in love in that situation and they just never expressed it, I suppose. But it just seems like a bit of a cop out since you're telling your reader, you're not showing your reader that she was in love in in this, you know, other world. Right. And that, but I think that was a huge part of what he used to justify. Yes. Like her attraction and after everything happened. But it started before this whole thing because, and this is the weirdest thing of all to me. Like when Magneto comes back, he's flirting with Rogue immediately when he comes to Utopia. It's like they get on some plane. I can't remember what mission. They get sent on the same mission. She's kind of, he kind of starts flirting with her and talking with her right away. And she kind of, you know, tells him off. But it just keeps on going throughout the whole thing. Like that, even that, even the one we were talking about with the cuckoo, when she has the cuckoos, she like absorbs something, some of his like attraction to her in that same issue. And mm. can like feel it. Awkward. And they talk about it in that issue. I think it was that issue. I'm pretty sure it was. So it starts right away. But I'm like, even throughout all the other eras, Magneto never really was flirty back at her. You know Wait, what I mean? is he ever really flirty at all? <laughs> well, it's hard to tell since his personality is like a brick wall, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect description. Pretty much. Right. And everybody <laughs> knows that, you know, when it comes to Magneto, his, uh, the person he's made for is Xavier and vice versa. <laughs> Uh. well i just that's another thing with this pairing like rogue is fun she likes to kiss fighter jets jump off high diving boards you know she likes to just be fun and crazy and silly and he he is so boring and all he cares about is his mission he fancies himself a god Mm. like it does not very good off my lawn yeah, exactly. <laughs> Riley knows a thing or two about that. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, he's very like stern, no personality. I, I didn't. You never see us. Yeah, you never see a spark. I mean, I, I don't even like. I don't think I even bother to look at the images when they're actually like together. I mean, obviously, my eyes have been. Uh, forever scorched by the scene where they're in bed together you know um (laughs) yeah and uh you know some things i can't unsee but um but yeah you just you you never see them have like a fun relationship or or, or anything that other than like the the kiss or two that they put on panel and and the scene where they're in bed laying in bed oh it just it just doesn't, you know, it, I don't know how people were sold on them. There was no anything interesting about that pairing. No. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, he takes her to like, doesn't he take her to like a Holocaust museum? Yeah. To, to basically try to talk her out of a relationship with him or just tell her how he's not a good, you know, basically explain that I'm not a great person. <laughs> and this is what you're getting yourself into. 
Ugh. If she couldn't see that before, my goodness. I mean, I do understand, like, she had an attraction there that she just doesn't maybe know what to play, like, how to place it. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to explore that. Like, I don't even hold the one-night stand against her in that respect, but... Ugh. Well, and and I mean, again, uh, the one thing, you know, Antarctica that we haven't delved into, I guess that's really where I, I don't understand Carrie's justification, other than the things that we've already talked about, like the whole legacy memories and whatever. Um, for me, it's it's okay. So Magneto films your first time being intimate with anybody you know he's disguised as eric the red obviously but they they learn it was him mm-hmm. and in that whole you know trial of gambit when she's forced to see you know his deepest darkest secrets of what happened in you know uh in mm-hmm. the the what was it the robbers oh, right yeah the marauders yeah it's so weird truth. that he would join the Marauders after all of that. Like, I don't, what? <laughs> but anyway, so so in this Trial of Gambit, she even, like, is yelling at Eric the Red, and she's like, you know, you've, you've raped my mind, and literally her... Right. And you could still be like, oh, okay, you know, not only does she suffer the trauma of absorbing the memories, the truth of, of Gambit, you know, of what Gambit's done in his past and causes her to abandon him, causes all the X-Men to basically let leave a teammate to die and makes them all huge hypocrites. Um, but, you know, they bring Gambit back. He somehow forgives everybody and they kind of get past that somehow. But to be with, to get with the person that orchestrated all that, like, what a hypocrite. <laughs> Yeah. I don't care that you had some childhood kind of thing, you know, attraction with this dude. Like, how do you forgive all that? How do you not hold that against somebody forever? Because it was a pretty traumatic and awful time that she suffered because of that. Yeah. Well, it's not just that. Like, he's hurt numerous people, you know, Mm -hmm. over and over. Friends of hers, other X-Men. Like, right. damn near kills Wolverine. Basically her family. Like, that. those are her family, you know? The thing that turns her off of him right from the beginning in the Savage Land is that he kills, I think it's Zaladine, because, you know, that's just how he solves problems. Yeah. And and that's always been her, like, she's, she's always been against killing. And right. it just doesn't make any sense that she would be like, and, you know, some people would argue, well, you know, he's, he didn't hide any of his, uh, well, uh, disguising as Eric the Red, what, wouldn't you call that hiding? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, and that whole thing was so dumb. Like, the whole point of that was just to throw them off their balance and distract them. Like, seems like a, well, that whole thing's dumb, but like, talk about elaborate <laughs> plots to just yeah. cause chaos. Yeah. So, so that's definitely a big gripe of mine in regards to that relationship. I just don't buy it. I don't understand yeah. why, why somebody is level-headed. At, well, no, she's not level-headed. What am I talking about? 
Um, <laughs> She's not headed. Well, I think Carrie really needed to like make major efforts to show us a Magneto that actually was remorseful of some of those things. You know what I mean? Like make him a little more human. He would. He needed to actually win Rogue over in and apologize for some of that to make this even believable for I think most people. Yeah. Because ultimately that's what always comes back to separate them. Like every time they try to push these two characters together, except for age of apocalypse, when he's a totally different character, like it always comes down to the way he views himself and the way he views humans and how he, you know, uses his power and to get his way no matter what like and he doesn't care who he hurt he's almost like Thanos (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) I mean yeah kind of like he thinks he's right and he'll do what he thinks is right yeah and I mean even in that run where is it when they end up going separate ways Gambit ends up is it San Francisco they were Rogue and Gambit end up, and Magneto goes to with Scott. God knows where. I, I forget. And, and they're in a long distance relationship during this time. Oh yeah, so you're talking about the end of this run when Gage start, takes over. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So she leaves. Basically, there's the schism with um, Cyclops and Wolverine. And everybody's pretty much deciding either to stay on Utopia with Scott or to go back to the school of Wolverine. And so she has to decide what she's going to do. And Gambit decides that he's going to go back to the school. I don't blame him. (laughs) And I think it's rather interesting that she goes there too. And there's even this little thing where like Frenzy's teasing her like that she's going to go there too. Kind of implying like she's going to keep because Frenzy kind of throughout this later half of Legacy, like post Age of X, kind of has a thing going on for Gambit where yeah. there's a flirting between them. They apparently used to have some relationship in the past. They definitely know each other. Probably from before he was involved with the Marauders, I'm guessing. So, yeah, you got to wonder if that was kind of in Rogue's head a little bit. But yeah. I mean, their parting is very nonchalant. Like, there's no later. long goodbye. There's no, <laughs> I'm so sad that you're choosing this. It's just basically like, you would never change for me. So we'll just go do our own thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, and then in the whole time, whenever you see scenes with, with Rogue um, and all that crazy stuff is going down and I think she ends up having to like step in to absorb all the personalities I forget I'm so I should I like I said I didn't do my homework I'm I should have you know it's not like we don't have a bunch of downtime living in <laughs> in the strange times that we're I'm still keeping busy I like yeah I'm it's not as big a vacation as it seems I know my husband actually asked me like when it first kind of started, he goes, in a weird way, doesn't it feel like a vacation? And I was like, this is the most warped idea of a vacation <laughs> yeah. that I could ever think of. But so no. But um, yeah, so it, throughout that whole run when they're apart, like I remember even there are scenes where Gambit's like, 
hey do you want do you want me to call anybody for you and and like people keep kind of bringing it up and she's like well the phone works both ways or whatever and like you know it's obvious that he's not making magneto's not making any efforts to stay in contact and she's like being her normal stubborn self like well i'm not gonna call him he's not calling me and it was just weird the way everybody kept kind of bringing that up and even gambit like and that's why people didn't really people did not respect gambit under uh gage's pencil because he was very much a carpet you know like a little mat i mean i get that but at the same time the much like he has basic so in the harbor speech it's basically like yeah so that came that comes before but like he's confessing that like basically he's in love with her she's the one he wants and he believes that like it's the same for her but she's just too afraid but basically it's also a breakup like he's saying until you're ready don't come to me yeah so he has to step back he can't he can't be getting pissed off and mad and you know right when he's he said but he's still but he didn't like say i'm not going to be your friend and i'm not going to be there for you he just said we're not going to be together until you're ready to be together. Yeah. Yeah. I I I get what people are saying. It's just hard to watch because like I have the run where they're going after Legion's personalities and it's like Magneto, Rogue, Gambit, Frenzy, Xavier, and Legion. And at one point, one point rogue gets injured and like gambit's the one who runs you know he's the one who yells and is concerned he's the one who runs over and picks her up and carries her like back to the base like he's the mm-hmm. one who tends to her wounds and like you can tell he's the one who actually is concerned about her right and like magneto is just too above that like he would never attend to her he would never <laughs> worry about her needs you know what i mean like yeah, and and they're split and, up at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think people say, see that as him being a doormat, and I'm like, he's still her friend, and I think he sees that she's, you know, going down a path with somebody he knows isn't good for her, but he doesn't have any say in it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree. And I didn't dislike Gage's moments of, of you know, Gambit being a dorm, doormat, how Gambit fans will criticize him as but i thought he was more like like sweet and there for her and i didn't think anything bad of of it other than you know rogue made a really strange decision during this whole thing (laughs) and and you know uh, it makes sense i think we've asked ludy who have, have kind of been uh quizzed about like well why do you think she did it you know, went with Magneto and, and I guess the best answer that I've heard is, well, there wasn't a lot for her to lose pursuing something that had always kind of been under her skin and she wasn't ready. Like if she, if she gone immediately to, you know, Gambit and things didn't work out, then she would lose. And, and this gets brought up later in Kelly's run, obviously, mm-hmm. when they have their conversation about how she didn't mean to like not you know that, that that it wasn't that she didn't love him but just that she 
she had to experience other things. And I think that holds true. It just doesn't make sense who she chose to go experience the other things with. Right. I think that's really what it comes down to. That's the part I didn't buy. Like, if she could have gone with anybody else, like, cool, go explore, go do your thing, go sow your, you know, your oats. But, (laughs) (laughs) but him? And I think ultimately it really just came down to Carrie's, like, this was cool and people loved AOA. And, like, basically his Age of X is an homage to age of apocalypse so clearly he loved that run and he just wanted to make that happen in the 616 yeah and i will never and forgive so, him for that <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean it should have if he if this was something he was dead set on doing he needed to do the home like do the homework a little bit better and do the legwork and, you know, make us believe that she could forgive him and want to pursue that. Like, it just never got there. But then, you know, this is the thing. He goes, he does that, but then this issue where it shows just how shitty of a partner he is, I mean, the writer's doing that on purpose, so what is his angle? Like, I... Why did you have her break up with, you know, have them break up, have her go to Magneto only to show how shitty Magneto is? Right. So there's something else cooking there, but I don't know if he just didn't ever, I don't know, want to follow through with it. I don't know what right. what his ultimate plan was before Gage took over. And, like, I think Gage clearly had marching orders, like, people don't like this, please break End it. End it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's exactly what happened. And yeah, that was the <laughs> most satisfying part of that run for me. <laughs> yeah. I love the way that, that he, he chose to do that actually. Like I, I get what people don't like about Gage. Cause like his gambit is a little too much of a doormat at times. Like he's just a little too happy and carefree and not concerned or unhappy. Like I think gambit should be able to be unhappy about the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Show some sort of emotion towards that. And he, he never really does. He's kind of like, ah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, well, yep, she's doing her thing. I'm doing mine. Yeah. <laughs> Just living life. Although at one point, the one where she's like, I don't, she's going, something's going to happen where she's going to basically blow up. It's the one where Mimic has kind of a similar power to hers, but he absorbs things like at a distance. So, and he is there with, um, oh, geez, another guy. But basically, like Rogue is, is trying to help him save his friend, and she's had to absorb some energy from the from him, and now she's got this energy that's like going to explode, and they're trying to figure out how to get it out of her before it goes. Hmm. That's the one where they're like, oh, do you want me to call Magneto? Is there anyone you want me to call? Because they think, you know, she's gonna (laughs) be dead. (laughs) But at one point, like, she and Gambit embrace, and she's like, I have everything I need here. Yeah, that's, and that's, I think, one of the scenes that I I did appreciate. When she calls him a prince. Yeah. uh, Your prince, Remy Lebeau. And he's like, well, he thinks she's going, you know, they're going to try this one thing, and he, 
he's like, there's just one thing I want to say. And she's like, don't, because like, if you say it, she's like, I've been strung up into this point, but if you yeah. say anything more, I might just, you know, I'm just going to break. And yeah, basically he's just like, all I want to say is I'm, you know, I'm going to be here for you no matter what. Yeah. To congratulate your success or something to that effect. Um, unless I was thinking of a different panel, I might've been, but, uh, <laughs> bad at reading comics sometimes um well we know you just look at the pictures so it's okay <laughs> pictures are pretty uh, yeah sometimes most of the time not all the time hmm. and i mean there was a and then that that issue there were, is a whole long panel where it's other characters talking about you know what their friendship and it's it's mimic talking about his friend but you know basically i'm strong because of you and you know basically like the part that talks over them I, I don't have that comic in front of me but it's basically kind of reflecting on where they're at as a couple kind of or not a couple in this instance but like basically they're still going to be there for each other they're still going to be friends and I think there's even something in that that's like I know we'll be together again is this still? In, I'm sorry. Is this in Legacy? My my husband came in, came back here to show me that my flying rogue has finally arrived. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's good news. I've been I've been crying about it this like week. <laughs> Aww. Where it's is the she? Things that cheer you up at a time like this. <laughs> For sure. What up, Bob? What up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell him you said hello. He. Okay. He's being very nice, and he just came to to give me the the pop Funko, <laughs> and then I dropped it. <laughs> Don't worry, she's invincible. It's cool. For real. Yay, she's here. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> are, with the part you were talking about, was this still during Legacy? Gage? Yeah, so the under Gage. Gage- Gage run of legacy is like the very tail end. It's like like two sixty one to two seventy five. Mm-hmm. And so it ends at two seventy five, and two seventy four is the breakup issue for Magneto and Rogue, <laughs> which I love <laughs> so much. <laughs> and he says, but something like perhaps we should we should take some time, like not speak or something so what he says because you know they were speaking so much during their relationship yeah and i don't know why rachel keeps pestering her like aren't you gonna call him all throughout this whole thing she's like nah nah he can pick up a phone <laughs> like it's true though maybe you're maybe you're realizing something there yeah and i remember being eternally pissed that like the first time you ever see rogue in bed with anybody on panel other than a it, flashback, is with him. Yeah. Yeah, pretty bitter but that. It's also kind of a funny one because she's basically like, you know, he's like, oh, you're so distant and, you know, mournful, and I guess I should do a better job, basically. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, yeah, that's about what I would expect. I mean, from at least he realized it. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh wait, he's he's acknowledging that he should do 
a better job? I mean, I think they're talking about her being distracted about her decision, you know, whether she needs to leave or stay on Utopia. But, oh, okay. Yeah, we all you know, know there's an implication that, like, perhaps it was not, like, the best time ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that's the beauty of comics. It's up to the reader's interpretation. Someone will run with that. And <laughs> yeah, I, I like that side better. <laughs> I like that one better. <laughs> We're just like, nah, nah. and then Rogue, you could be like, Rogue's like, wow, it was better in the cave. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the cold cave. The cold cave. Being filmed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, why did they have to throw that in there? Like, somebody had pointed it out to me. They're like, you know, in Unlimited, where they go back and they're trying to you know go back to the rubble to figure out where gambit is and they're like oh yeah it was up on the screen i'm like what wait what yeah <laughs> very awkward <laughs> like maybe it was just security i just assumed that was security footage that's totally okay no <laughs> <sighs> yeah security footage mm-hmm. security <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. oh no yeah creepy old man filming things he shouldn't be filming but yes the breakup issue is pretty great because you have rogue who is you know desperately trying to save human beings like you know the x-men used to do like try to save human beings Mm -hmm. from i think this is damage from do you remember the the whole phoenix five like cyclops yes Mm-hmm. yeah emma they all had so this is like fallout from a battle involving the phoenix five or one of the phoenix five i don't know but she's going through all this wreckage saving people and he just shows up like out of the blue and she's like um you know i'm busy here i'm trying to save people that are dying and he just keeps following her around and not helping. Like, he literally, yeah, panel to panel, is just standing there talking at her while she's, you know, searching actually, and lifting yeah, searching things. the rubble, helping people. She finds, out. She finds that, that gay um, man, doesn't she? Yes. Well, I and wonder, that kind of is a thing. I wanted to look deeper at that whole conversation that she has because I know that there was something that they were trying to say that caused her to make that decision because it's a big conversation that she has with this guy and makes it a point to like go visit his his spouse to give give him like his dying words and i think something in that experience kind of clicks in rogue and says i'm kind of done with magneto <laughs> i don't know what yeah. I, I i need to reread no, it right. i i i just feel like i don't I know there's a point. I haven't figured out what it is because I just haven't taken that time. But um, there's I definitely think it was like had he not told the man he loves that that like like something had happened between them. I think, and he hadn't told him like that he loved him or something. Yeah, like how much he meant to him, and I think something to the re- to the effect of like the last interaction they had he was angry i think am i i wish i had that comic book i'm so sorry i didn't do my research but well and i haven't read this one in a long time yeah i just remember when i did read it as people 
was, although it was satisfying what happened at the end. Um, <laughs> it, I remember just like reading those panels and going, okay, there's something in here. My brain's not processing it. And one day I'll, I'll come back and read it and really understand what oh, happened. What in it, says. it says he's saying it's easier to do what's required than decide that decide what that is. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's more about her like making decisions for herself and not letting other people make decisions for her. Maybe. I mean, that's not all of it, but yeah, no, that's a good thing to derive from that. Um, you have that art. Oh yeah, the your yeah. I picked this one up not too long ago, actually, so I would have it on hand, you know, so I could read it and gloat whenever I felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the but... only legacy I bought was that art when I, I said I had because it's got the she, you know, her powers are fixed and she, her and Gambit kiss right at the end of that art. I need to pick that one up. It's the only reason I bought it. I was. Ugh, even though I had to put up with the image of Magneto in those little white and his little tiny towel <laughs> <laughs> the tiny towel tiny uh, towel doesn't need a very big one. <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah I love he he's on one knee and he's like I've come with a proposal and she's like oh my god <laughs> And he's like, and he's her like, hand is like back, like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, like, you know, like, even oh, I like yeah. would have. I even I proposed to my wife in a romantic kind of saying, not like this. And you don't bring your wife up, like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, he's just breaking all the rules right here. <laughs> yeah, and oh, so. And he's in, yeah, so he basically doesn't help her with any of the rescuing unless she asks him, hey, can you move this? Hey, can you move that? He basically just gets impatient and moves something, like, when he's trying to save this, she's trying to save this last guy, this, the guy you're talking about. Yeah. He's stuck, like, something's through him. So she's yeah. asking him to help lift it, and he just does it really quick and fast, like, not how she wanted him to do it. Like he just makes the oh, call. What is what does that make you think of? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Like that's not exactly what I wanted. <laughs> just quick and over and done with. That's how I do it. <laughs> I'm uh, done. Sorry. <laughs> like, oh, oh that's how that works, right? <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean it's supposed to last longer? What? <laughs> like, sorry, I was born in like, you know. Well, it's been a while. Because <laughs> he's a great um, So yes, I sidetracked this. What were you gonna say? <laughs> um I uh. <laughs> He quickly takes the rubble off the guy. Yeah, yeah which which think, ultimately kills him because yeah diminishes the chances of actually saving the guy. Mm -hmm. 
because she's like he's like stand aside and she's like we can't do it that way and he and he's just like he just wants to get her out of there he doesn't care about the person at all yeah and he just yanks it out and ultimately yeah that's what causes this guy to die yeah because he's a human so he doesn't care about him care about yeah human life and like she's you know he dies and she's upset and she's like that's it we're done (laughs) yeah but yeah so that's the end of that run and all is better but you know we should have never been forced to have gone through that but whatever right um what's done is done i mean i like to think that it's kind of put to rest at least i would hope so like it's clearly not well liked by the majority of readers and it's been tried and not liked so (laughs) at least the last few times that they've appeared in panels together they're they've had very little of any interaction and that made me happy because there have been a few times when they've paired her up in panels where magneto's going to appear and i'm like oh god they're gonna open this can of worms aren't they but they (laughs) haven't I think even in Mr. and Mrs. X, when he shows up, like, everybody's like, oh, God, no, don't even open the door. Uh-oh, you opened that wound for B. And she was shut. She was trying to shut the door. I get it. But she still ruined such an awesome issue that if that hadn't been there at all, like, the issue would have just been received so much better. I think a lot of people were kind of like, what? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I think we all want them to be a little angry. Like, I still want Rogue to be a little angrier with him than she is. But I just don't like the message that it sent that she's confiding in him. I, I don't right. understand that. And I, but I mean, obviously, she's confiding in him in regards to, you know, how, how she doesn't want to ruin things with Gambit. So that's, that's, I guess. The upside well, and even before they got together in legacy at one point like she's just like i don't think i can deal with all your stuff and he's like then go back to gambit he loves mm-hmm. you like yeah just saying mm-hmm. it that way kind of implies that like maybe he does like he ne- does he ever tell rogue i love you ever i don't think he ever does i don't Looking know all the runs Probably not. I'm pretty though. sure he never does. Like he'll say we would be great together, or he'll say I respect you, or you know. But he'll never say I love you. Yeah, I I buy that. I don't have any proof that, that he has. That's hmm. even something that is a is something Magneto would maybe say to anyone. Did she ever say right. it to him? No. Hmm. Then I'm okay with everything. Yeah. Same. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, like, I went through some of the things that the, the people who like this pairing will go back to, like, yeah, the three. Because there was the <laughs> Magneto, was it Magneto Wars, which was awful. So, I mean, it's not a well-written book. It's not a well-drawn book. It's a dumb plot. But hmm. more or less, like, there's one part where Rogue is asleep and dreaming and one of the, um, like, one of, I think, Magneto, not the henchmen, like the um, the acolytes. One of the acolytes, they're trying to track down Magneto. And they're going through people's dreams that are in the mansion. And Rogue mm. has this dream where 
like Magneto comes and proposes to her, and then Gambit comes in, and then they start fighting over her. Fight with like, each other. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, puke. Puke, puke, puke. Yeah. This is the worst. Like, ugh. But even though it was dumb, it's like, again, it's a dream. People don't control their dreams. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Oh, I didn't know it was a dream. Oh, okay. That makes me so much better now. Yeah, it's just a stupid dream. And yeah, you know the guy, you know the user I'm talking about that likes to pop up on CBR, but I think he got blocked for good, probably, but... I hope hmm. so. He kept, he'll bring that back up as evidence that they're, like, significant, and I'm like, uh, Listen, that's not- dreams are strange. Remember I told you the dream I had about B? <laughs> I don't think Wait, I heard this, like, a dream. couple years ago. Oh, yeah! It was yeah, like, we were, we were just hanging out, doing stuff, and... Everyone's like, oh, you guys are together, huh? And I'm like, no, we're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mind does some strange things. If, like, everything that was true in your dreams was true in real life, it, it yeah. would not be good. No. It, yeah. Um, and then there's the Magneto Rex, which is, like, a tiny, tiny... This is when Magneto, like, had taken over Genosha and become, like, not... I, the dictator, I guess, is probably the best description of Genosha. There's like a whole civil war there, and Rogue goes to kind of try to intercede and you know win, you know, win over his better personality, like, and it basically fails miserably. Mm. <laughs> but at the end of that, she does kind of just say like, like there's there's just no way they could have ever worked. Like he's not the man that she met in the Savage Lands. And I think yeah. she basically, at this point, the his clone, Joseph, had died because he died fighting Magneto. And she says, yeah, I think that actually is probably a bigger threat and more realistic of a relationship than actually having a relationship with Magneto as he is. Right. Because uh, like, Joseph, Joseph came... was just, like, the best part of Magneto. Yeah. I heard he got resurrected. Oh, he did in Rosenberg's run, only to, like, be killed right away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm not mad at that. I know, like, uh, there were way too many deaths in that book, and some of them were really bad, but that one was not one of the bad ones. Wow. That made me laugh. I'm just like, Yeah, I'm alive. Dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I hope they don't resurrect him on Utopia because that could be a problem. Oh, jeez. Or not Utopia, sorry. Uh, I get my islands confused and my safe havens and whatever. It's all the same. (laughs) Poor guy. Yeah. And I guess the Joseph thing kind of, I guess I lump it in with her whole thing with Magneto, kind of, even though he's not the same. Yeah, but at the but same it's... time, like she had the opportunity to have like be with Joseph because remember, there's right before they go into space, like he creates that chamber so that he can kiss her forehead. Yeah, yeah, and like she's really moved, but at the same time, like she's holding back. And like once they go later, when they go into space, when she thinks she's about ready to be absorbed by the phalanx. Her last words are, like, Gambit, I loved you. Yeah. 
and then mm-hmm. I always loved you. Like, she's not, like, there was never going to be anything really there. And I think during that same time frame, there was some other, I don't even remember what villain or bad guy or whatever was going on, but, like, they'd taken over a bunch of their minds and they were living in, like, their perfect worlds. Do you remember that one where it's, maybe it's one of the Unlimiteds or it's, like, an annual, maybe? I think it's an Mm. annual. But Joseph is there, but he's the only one that knows things are off, but he walks in and, like, Rogan Gamut are cooking on the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he, like, dips her and kisses her. I love that. And Joseph is super, like, he's jealous. Yeah. I love them cooking together. I wish they would do more of that. He's making gumbo. I think she's got, like... Of course he is. Yeah, I, I, I... He's yeah. Of he's wearing like an orange shirt, which I love. <laughs> yeah, he, the ripped up jeans at the at yeah. The he's yeah, that's a great image. Ah, and she's got like that white shirt tied, like exposing her. her midriff, so, like in her mind, in that perfect world, like she's not with Joseph; she's with Gambit. Yeah. So the way I'm the way like, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every character is going to have to have their other romances. And I think for Rogue, especially, like, but if you think of just, like, how many romances Gambit has had, it's more than fair for her to have a few more than just him. Right. Yeah. Really, she did need to kind of go out and explore some other romances and, you know, understand more about herself before they were together. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. Again. It just didn't need to be this particular character. That's right. That's my gripe. And that's kind of so, the crux of the situation. So I'm not mad about her. Right. I'm not mad about her exploring anything. If anybody deserves it, it's her. But, um, but I mean, really? That's who she got stick in the mud? Like, yeah, that's mm. this earlier. Even Deadpool, like, Deadpool is almost kind of cute. Like, if you go through that run, like, she just, she hates him at first. She finds him annoying. She can't stand him. And once she kind of sees the heart of the character, like, he's a good character at heart. Like, then she kind of, mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, like, get into that a little bit. Like, see. Well, because he's fun. And, and, and that, you know, at least a little more interesting and less repulsive. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, and the thing is, people don't want to call Magneto a villain. And I'm like, yes, he has legitimate reasons for what he does. It, he's not necessarily wrong in his outlook and beliefs, but it's what how he accomplishes his goals that is wrong. Yeah. and He's a villain. He's also, <laughs> like, a mutant supremacist, and he totally hates humans. Like, he absolutely hates humans and thinks that they're below him. So it's just hard for that character to be redeeming in any capacity or for that to ever work for him and Rogue because she does not see humans that way. Even if they've caused her like a lot of pain in her life, like she doesn't separate them away from, you know, they're all still people. Like the mutants are still people. They make, there's good and bad ones. They make mistakes. And yeah, Magneto doesn't, see the world like in shades of gray so much yeah yeah uh they they're just a weird match they they never i mean 
even Johnny, which we never saw on panel, which really was an annoying thing for them to do, like just throw that in there, would have been a better choice. Right. I mean, they again didn't really do much on panel at all. So, right. Right. And then what? Better than Magneto. Right. And then, like, her only other romance, too, was, um, Oh, uh, what's his name? The guy that was in Mr. And Mrs. X in the fantasy issue. Uh, oh, Longshot? Longshot. Thank uh, you. Longshot was never really a relationship, though. That was like, that was the Outback then, era when she flirted with him a little bit. And I think, yeah, yeah Longshot was, was never like a legit thing. That was more of a like small flirtation kind of attraction that she had, I guess. Yeah. And in, in the Outback era, she has a lot of, like, comments, like, thought bubble comments, where she's kind of, like, attracted to other characters. There's even one where she's, like, finding Colossus really hot. Oh! Yeah. yeah. And there was the, like, maybe hookup with Colossus that happened somewhere in the late 90s, but I don't think, it's, like, probably nothing really happened. Well, well, Claremont, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was one of the times he kind of came back. Oh, it was during, oh god. Do you remember when they split up during like the 99 Gambit run? Because like his powers were out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, issue 16? Is that, I think? <laughs> Me? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was issue 16, page <laughs> 3. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I recently bought it, Riley. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, wow, she knows. I don't I know if it was that or after that era, but there was a weird time where, like, they were kind of... I think the whole team was, like, split apart, basically. And she was mad at Gambit and... Wait, Rose? To be with the mad Thieves at Gambit? Gambit? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, they were on a space station. I don't remember why. And getting drunk, <laughs> apparently. But, like, Colossus wanted to be with Kitty. She was sad about Gambit and wanted to be back with him. And, like, they kiss or something, and it doesn't affect him. And that was, like, all they left it to. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It was just one of the many, like, Claremont wants to just randomly hook people up for a panel or two and then nothing happens like that kiss with storm yeah exactly <laughs> maybe yeah. there was a thought for taking it somewhere later and that just didn't materialize i don't really know but but like why this was during the time when he they were powerless and he was actually with rogue so i just uh choices yeah, that and, that and i don't know about you but i don't kiss my best friends i don't know it doesn't have any logical reasoning. <laughs> it's just okay. it's just a soap opera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, did we miss anything in regards to the relationship, the quote unquote relationship with? I mean, did we touch on everything? The big ones that I can think of. You know, the saddest thing is legacy. Because we were talking about Rogue's powers and, you know, her being flying brick versus just being herself with her absorption powers. 
And the good, like, Legacy was just rogue with her absorption powers, so she was, you know, not invulnerable, could not fly, didn't have super strength. All of her action scenes had to be accomplished using other characters. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, it's a, you know, very interesting run. Mm-hmm. Although at some points it gets a little, like, rogue can just solve every problem. And yeah. And almost exhausting. Like, she just, and I don't want it to be like that because she's a character I love, but at the same time, it's like, she just manages to solve everything magically all the time, and she's getting all the focus, and it's just almost boring at some points. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people call this, like, more of a solo book, you know, hidden as... Yeah, a... I think I mentioned last week, this is better than any of her solo series. Oh, having... for sure giving her character attention, paying attention to her backstory, but to the detriment of other characters in the book. Like, including Gambit. He really, he starts off getting a lot of focus and attention and then gets pretty short. (laughs) Sidelined. Yep. Well, and, and, you know, people would argue the same about Mr. and Mrs. X. I hate to say that. But I'm not one. I don't, I enjoyed the book, but um, a lot of people felt like it was more of the rogue show. Well, it was great to chat with you guys. Um, I yeah. hope, good luck with the editing, Eddie. Uh, Riley, why didn't you say Eddie? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I have no, I no, no idea. idea. I have no idea. Anyway, all right, you guys. Well, enjoy dinner, and uh, we'll hopefully talk again soon. Yes, we I'll will. I'll talk to you later. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>